on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. This is a, a fairly interesting little show today. We're going to start out with the Aberfeldy 18-year-old Poyak finish, the Aberfeldy 20-year-old Sauterne finish. From the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society, we have cast number 6.37 with an unbattered edge. We have cast number 66.165, which is called Mesmerizing and Entertaining. We have from the Last Trap Distillers their 1970 Glenrothes. Yeah, do the math, 51 years. The Buffalo Trace 1980 Last Trap Distillers. Last Drop 1976 Overproof Jamaican Rum. The last one from Last Drop is a 1959 Vintage Grand Champagne Cognac. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. Oh yes, it's sippin' time again, and hello and welcome to this Sips episode, where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the absolute number one top best thing on at 2 a.m., no doubt whatsoever. Fact, fact, fact. It's a fact. 2.15, we drop down to number 65. Right. But 2 a.m., man, (laughs) we are there. 3 o'clock. That's because at 2.15, most people have dropped us already and changed to another station. Yeah, that's true. You know, so. By 2.30, there's that show about ancient Hungarian cabinet making, and I got to admit, I listen to that myself, so. I drop us by then, too, so. Yeah, well, so does my wife, but, uh, oh, well, what can you do? Well, this is Made Man Bob, and joining me today are Made Man Brent. You know, I saw the lineup today, and I saw Scotch, so you knew I was excited. Absolutely. <laughs> you are Scotland. Is that why you chose oh, to wear pants today? I have half to pants. To contain your excitement? <laughs> I have half pants. <laughs> you are absolutely, when I think of Scotch, I think of you. Definitely. <laughs> All right, so moving on, we, <laughs> good Lord, we have Made Man Maury. Good morning, Bob. It's a pleasure to be here. I love tiptoeing among the sheep droppings in the basement. Thank you for that special touch. Okay. <laughs> and good old boy, Justin. Good morning, Bob. I'm looking forward to our special guest who I've been watching since I was a little kid. <laughs> Don't give it away. Don't give it away, away. give it away, give it away now. Don't (laughs) give it away. All right, well, our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and pretty much anything else that you can drink. And this is a a fairly interesting little show today. Um, We're going to be drinking these horrible drecks that you call whiskey. Um, We're going to start out with the 
Aberfeldy, 18-year-old, Poyak finished. Be still my heart. Uh, the Aberfeldy, 20-year-old, Sauterne finish. From the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society, we have cast number 6.37, which is, what's the name, with an unbattered edge. And we have cast number 66.165, which is called Mesmerizing and Entertaining. And what we're most excited about, uh, from our friends at the Last Drop Distillers, uh, Rebe Rebecca Jago was kind enough to uh, send us some samples from their fall release and uh, from the release that they had just before that. We have from the Last Drop Distillers their 1970 Glenrothies. Yeah, do the math, 51 years. Um, we have the Buffalo Trace 1980 Last Drop Distillers. We have a Last Drop 1976 Overproof Jamaican Rum. And then the last one from Last Drop is a 1959 Vintage Grand Champagne Cognac. So it's just an average day here in the basement. It's just basically a bunch of things I can't pronounce. Those last three cost more than my first and second car combined. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a pretty dang good show, guys. More than $75? Yeah, <laughs> almost 400 yeah. But these probably had a reverse gear, and the first one didn't go in reverse. So you always had to pull through in the parking spot. You couldn't pull head in, or else you'd have to get out and push it. So we're going to have uh, Justin and our special guest uh, tell us about our SIPs ratings. Thank you, Robert. I'm Robin Leach of the Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Today we're having the Spirits Edition and going to give our signature sounds. One sip. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. Sounds like the last show we did. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's Siegfried or Roy, but it's one of them. <laughs> Two sips. Nice, but what else do you have? It's a little raspy, Robin. Three sips. Hmm, interesting. What was this again? Interesting. Not buying it, nope, man. Nope, not at all. Four sips. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. Poor, poor Robin's <laughs> turning over and over right now. Yeah, I don't even think he's dead yet, and he's spinning <laughs> in his grave. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Five sips. Oh my, I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh my goodness! Yes! 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 Enjoy your spirits, gentlemen. All right, I then, let's move spirit. on to our champagne wishes and caviar dreams. It's more like that. It's nasally. Yeah. So we're going to be moving on to our first fantastic whiskey of the day. <laughs> yeah, this day doesn't stink. <laughs> we're going to have Brent tell us all about that one. Thank you for the pronunciation challenge, Bob. Poyak. Poyak. This, <laughs> this, this Aberfeldy distillery was founded in 1898 by John Dewar and Sons, just outside the village of Aberfeldy on the southern bank of the River Tay. The distillery was built to produce whiskey for use in Dewar's blended whiskeys. It is operated continuously except for two brief closures during World War I and World War II. In 1972, the distillery was modernized with the installations of four new steam-heated stills. So our first whiskey is Aberfeldy 18-year-old Poyak finished 
43%, 86 proof. So initially spending 18 years in combination of refills cask, the whiskey has undergone a finishing period of around four to five months in first filled Poyac wine cask from Bordeaux. So this has got a like a little bit of a fruity nose to it and things. And before I go into the whole the whole uh, laydown of what it is, is that all I can this is my main thoughts about this is that some guy went to the dinner table and he said, "Listen." I want Fruit Loops for dinner. And his wife said, No, you cannot have Fruit Loops. So he said, Well, I'm going to have Fruit Loops. So he opened up a distillery and he created Fruit Loops. And this is what he created because that's what it reminded me a lot of is the Fruit Loops. It was, um, you're, uh, it's nice, it's fruity. And, you know, it's got and the, loopy. And loopy. <laughs> Takes one to know one. Yeah. And stuff. So the color is the color is light. It's a very light, very light color. There's no brownish to it, so you don't drink it down. The um, drink it down. <laughs> drink it. Down. It's taking everything I have not to hit this button. <laughs> I know that. Uh, it's not um, brown. It's early in the day for the bottle, even for you. Mm-hmm. But you got a lo- you get a little of a, of a cereal malt to it. You get a lot of cereal notes. You get some fruit to it. You get a little bit of nougat. Um, you know, some jams. It's Fruit Loops in a in a jar, in a bottle. And I'm not objected to it at all. I'm pretty happy with it, actually. Um, if I would have been, you know, if this would have been like, oh, here's what you get. You get your cereal for dinner tonight. I would have been happy with that. So, okay, on with my, <laughs> Maureen, what do you think? Well, I, I must admit, your description is um, unique. It's an unusual point <laughs> yeah, of view. That's one way to put it. Um, I didn't quite describe it as Fruit Loops, but I thought it was a lovely whiskey. It's very delicate, and I would describe it as feminine. It's uh, it's just sort of dances along the palate. Um, it's not heavy, not in color, not in body. Um, it's just it's just lovely. It's just delightful. It's pleasant. Fruity. I thought it was well balanced and loopy. I didn't find it loopy or fruity, but I did enjoy it. Justin? Well, I haven't had the privilege and pleasure of having the Poyac wine cast from Bordeaux, but I have had Fruit Loops, and Brent is dead on with this one. It hits you right on the nose when you when you smell it. Um, on the palate, it's kind of light Fruit Loops, so it doesn't overwhelm the spirit at all it's really well balanced and i really liked it what'd you think bob shut up suppress your defecation okay yeah <laughs> thank you they're so wordy aren't they? <laughs> this this is absolutely a lovely whiskey and it shows the strength of aberfeldy which you know for the last i don't know what is it 120 Two, 23 years has basically been going mostly all into blends uh, for doers, but it just shows the the potential of this as a single malt. And they seem to be getting some some love. You know, they seem to be coming out with more bottlings, you know, year after year. They've actually, you know, focused a little bit more on Aberfeldy. And this is just absolutely lovely. It's, I mean, it's just on the nose, it's just sweet stewed fruit. It's like stewed fruit, stewed in fruit jam. It is absolutely breathtaking on the nose yeah see if somebody would have introduced me to this as scotch instead of some 
some uh, smoke drawn uh, chew the side of the road um, scotch. <laughs> well, you're just not man enough to handle it. I can't help uh, you with that. But I on, on the palate, but this is feminine. That's why it's up his alley. Mm-hmm. On the palate, it's it's very light. It's very ethereal, but it's 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 like ripe, 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 almost overripe jammy fruit. Um, yeah. I get a little bit of nougat in there. Um, I get the honeycomb. It's got some very nice malt notes to it. Um, yeah, you don't get any of that leather. The finish the goes oak. on. I mean, it's it's got a nice long finish, but it's such a light whiskey. It's not what you're thinking of when you think of a long, long finish, like on a heavy bourbon. It's you know, it, it really right. holds you like right. like a pit bull grabbing you. Um, I just took a sip about thirty seconds ago, and it's still going. I still got the sweetness. I still got the malty notes. And again, like we always say with the with the cast finishes, it's not it's not in any way shape overpowered by the Poyot cask. It is, you can, you, I mean, you, you're you're getting a little bit of the wine note in it, but it's not. You're getting the fruit from the wine. You're not getting the wine itself. Correct. I, I think it's extremely yeah. well done. Yep. Oh, yeah. Nice. I don't think you necessarily need to uh, try the wine to appreciate it, Brent. It would be fun, but you know, I think you just yeah. get the concept of red wine. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be rating this one four sips. That's classified. Hey, and we're back, and we just finished uh, discussing the Aberfeldy 18-year-old Poyak finish uh, whiskey and a fantastic scotch. We rated that one at uh, four sips. So we're going to be moving on to our next offering from the folks at Aberfeldy, and we're going to have Maury tell us about that one. Thank you, Bob. Uh, okay, the next expression from Aberfeldy is the 20-year-old Sautern finished at 43% ABV or 86 proof. For this expression, Aberfelty took a whiskey that had been aged for 20 years in refilled bourbon casks and then finished it for a year in ex-Sauterne wine casks. Woo! There's nothing wrong with that. That's my thought, exactly. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, again, the color is fairly light compared to a lot of things we've been drinking. It's it's very pale, uh, golden color. Um, but it's just got a lot going on. The color, don't let the color fool you. It's got no, a beautiful nose, like any malt. I mean, it's you, you don't you know you don't see Scotch dark like bourbon or rye or you know. I don't care about color. It just means to me that they didn't bother to put the caramel coloring in and let us drink it like it is. So, absolutely. Um, on the nose, got a beautiful nose. Uh, it's definitely got more body and more viscosity than the first expression, while still a delicate whiskey with finesse that doesn't hit you over the head it's definitely got more body and more going on than say the 18 year old uh Pouillac finish um i like this whiskey quite a lot you know you're getting uh some of the sauterne notes it is not sweet at all but there's definitely hints of honey and pear and cinnamon and french toast it's got a medium finish it's a, a beautiful whiskey i think for someone who is um a little bit timid about scotch. This is a beautiful place to start. It's uh, it's an advanced whiskey. It's not an inexpensive whiskey, but it's a beautiful whiskey, and uh, it, it's just not. It's just got finesse and style rather than uh, the brick to the teeth mm. that you might see in some, uh, say, cast strength bourbons. Yeah, it's layers and layers and layers of very subtle, very 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 yeah. hard to put your finger on. This this is what this is a thinking man's whiskey here. So. Absolutely. What do you think, Brent? 
Oh, definitely a thinking person's whiskey. The, um, you know, the guy came in through dinner and he said, uh, listen, I want to have some French toast with some uh, pears and cinnamon. And his wife denied him. So he, he went out and he, and he created it this. Always, you know? It always goes back to a guy who wants something to eat and he keeps getting denied. I know that. And it seems to be the but, biggest guy in the room keeps asking this question. You know, but the thing is, is that Ouch. it is very nice. It is. It has those notes. It has those that that the balance to it that you that you appreciate. And it's not overpowering of, of one note or another. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I would have been, it's like I said, I've been through the other one. If I would have been introduced to this kind of scotch before some of the others, you could have a better appreciation for it. Well, too late. You've already. Too late. I've already been destroyed. Committed. Yeah. I've been destroyed already. Yeah. Hey, we made your drink Octomore and you live. So be quiet. I lived through everything. Yeah. yeah. Justin? Barely. So on the nose, I thought this was sweet. I got hints of malt, light baking spice on the palate. There were um, pears and oak, and the finish was like medium oaky. I think it was really well balanced and appreciated it. It definitely improved with some air in the glass. Mm. It was delicious straight away, but it's just yeah. blossomed yeah. in the glass nicely. It's got, I don't want to say darker. It's, it's gotten richer. With the air. Yes. The and this one is definitely, definitely richer than the 18. Yeah. yeah. It has definitely helped to round it and concentrate it and, and focus it a little bit more. It's, I mean, it's a lovely whiskey. Again, it's like you said, it's 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 not cloyingly sweet, which is what I thought when I saw Sautern, which I was, exactly. which I was down with. <laughs> I was, I was going to be totally fine with it. I will have a good Sautern, but it, it was, it it's not sticky sweet it it's it's got a very light sweetness to it but it's it's all honey and pears and and, and the french toast is is dead on it's got a got a great nose and the nose it's like the nose is like honey and citrus and but definitely different than some of the other certain finishes that we've yeah. had from Scotland. Yeah. Um, there are several big names that come to mind who do a certain finish. And this one's definitely got more subtlety and finesse. Yeah. It's not whiny. Like right. It's a lot it's of the the balance. Yeah. It's that yeah. balance. It's yeah. that... It's, it's that we all like well to done. see. Yeah. It's definitely whiskey with a hint of sauterne rather than sauterne with a the, drop the, of whiskey. Right, somebody said, like, oh, here, have some sauterne and let me add something to it that you don't quite know what it is. Yeah, it's it's so. an absolutely lovely whiskey. Um, can't say enough about it. Great job, guys. Uh, we're going to be rating the Aberfeldy 12-year-old Sauterne finished a well-deserved four sips. 20-year-old. 20-year-old. So we're going to have uh, Justin tell us a little bit about uh, the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society who sent us the bottles of the next two that we've got. The Scotch Malt Whiskey Society grew out of a few individuals' love of whiskey and a desire to learn more. They learned how casks that were distilled and filled at the same time and aged the same length of time could produce very different whiskeys. And so over 30 years ago, they purchased their first cask from a Speyside distillery. They continued purchasing and bottling individual casks, and in 1983, the society was born. Today, each cask is reviewed by an expert tasting panel before being purchased. All the 
tasting panel's work is performed with no information on age, origin, or cask type to ensure that society whiskeys are always bottled based on their individual merits, which you can do by tasting blind. They're bottled at cask strength with no chill filtration, so the members can enjoy the drams coming straight from the cask, which for any great whiskey lover is really how you want to do it if you can. The society also labels the bottles based on a unique code system. Rather than listing the individual distillery name on the bottle to further encourage you to judge the whiskey on its merits rather than on a preconceived idea of what a particular brand should be. But while it doesn't list the name of the distillery, the label does give a good bit of information that the other independent bottlers don't, such as the date of distillation, the date of bottling, and the type of cask in which it was aged, like sherry butt, ex-bourbon barrel, and so on. The first spirit we're going to try from the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society is their cask 6.37 with an unbattered edge. It's 56.5% alcohol by volume or 113 proof, and it's 10 years old. It's from the Speyside region of Scotland. It's from an ex-bourbon barrel fill. And they only made 200 bottles of this. Um, the color was light, but that's what you'd expect from a scotch. It was sweet on the nose. There was malt. Um, I got some white raisins, light baking spice on the palate. Um, initially, when we opened it, I got a lot more pears. But after air got to it, I got a lot more oak. But at the beginning and when I've just tasted it now, because it's been open about an hour, I did get some dark fruits through the whole process. And the finish was medium oaky. And this thing is pretty good and pretty well balanced. What did you think, Maury? Uh, I'm going to let Brent uh, take over because I wasn't quite ready to give you my thoughts. Sorry. Yeah. So with this one, you know, it's, it's a very light color, and I like the idea of what they do. I like the idea of that they're tasting these things without knowing where they came from or anything like that. I really haven't had a bad bottle from the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. No. I've tasted no. a number of different ones yeah. over the, you know, over the years and and they've all been they've all been good. It's like, wow, that is really nice, you know, like wow, that is really nice and and I've enjoyed a lot of them. This one here which gets to me right away is that I get this like this like tinkly bubbly feeling on my tongue. It's like right in the middle of my tongue leaning towards the front and I just really can't pick out what exactly it is, but it's like a it's like a white pepper in like a baking soda, just kind of, just kind of covers your tongue and tingly. It's got some nice fruit to it, and um, put the pop rocks away, knucklehead. I, I, I know that. <laughs> That's I was, why everything tastes like fruit. fruit loops. Loops. It's, it's not almost carbonated, like right? There's, right. There's no fruit loops involved in this. It's not. It's like it's like a carbonation, right? But not carbonated at all. It's not carbonated <laughs> at all. Oh dear God! Right I didn't get that tongue dance or that tingle at all. Um, maybe a teeny little bit at the very end after the whiskey's gone. Yeah. That's when it's there. Well, I got it right up front. It was like, it was like, Ooh, wow. Nice little, nice little dance on the tongue with flavors and stuff. I enjoyed this one. It's, uh, it's, 
It's got a lot of nice little fruit notes to it, um, a couple little cereal notes to it. It's it is good. Yeah, I thought it was very pleasant, very nice, very well made. It's it's uh, doesn't stand out in any one particular direction, but I think it's uh, I think it's a great whiskey. Can't go wrong with it. The thing that I like about the society, and I I, I was lucky when it was still based down here in Florida uh, with a friend of mine who used to run it, is I got I, I got to try a lot of these when they would get sent as samples uh to pick the ones for the for the next month's outrun you know for what was actually going to be offered to the members so i actually got to sit in on picking quite a few of the casts that that got brought into the u.s how often do they pick how often are casks put out by them uh all the time all the time the the scotch mile whiskey society is is from out of the uk but they're you know they were uh scotch mile whiskey society of america they're in canada they're in hong kong they're in uh taiwan i believe they're all over the globe at this point um so there's all kinds of different stuff and and they've bottled bourbons they've bottled rye, they've bottled rums they've bottled i believe some cognacs they bottled uh japanese taiwanese whiskeys you know the, the the thing that I love about it is 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 it is as close to sitting at the distillery and drawing a sample from that barrel and trying it as you can physically get without going there. What they realized a long time ago is you you can go to a distillery and there'll be three casts sitting next to each other, and they were all filled ten years ago on the exact same day from the exact same run from the exact same still, and cask one and two and three will be similar generally but one does not taste like two and two does not taste like one and neither one of them tastes like three they're all individual and very very different so you get the chance to try it and it's it's absolute cast strength so it's whatever is in that cask if it's 282 bottles that's what's there if it's 126 that's what's there and whatever that proof is so it's as it's as if you were literally sticking a thief down to the barrel pulling it out and and tasting it in the dunnage warehouse in scotland so that's the thing that i that i enjoy about it um you know you you get to try the unbridled core of what the whiskey you know what what god made you know um the other nice thing is 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 they've bottled pretty much every distillery in scotland and god knows how many across the globe so there's a lot of them that i've had that i've never had i've never even seen their private label but i've had distilleries through the scotch mall whiskey society they're just not available here yeah, in the US i mean market. how does uh, it's kind of interesting does the does do the distillery them does the distillery themselves give it you know, well, like, say, in, oh, like, in Scotland, they've had, they have a long history of distilleries selling casks to blenders and to independent uh, grocers back in the day. Independent yeah. bottlers, a lot of them do. The big guys even do. Everybody does. It's just how they've always done business, and that's where you look to like to the code. So, I mean, this is six point three seven. It's not that hard to figure out what the distillery is. I mean, you can go online and find a hundred websites that will do it. So this is 6.37. This is Distillery 6, which is the Glendeverin Distillery, or also known as McDuff. Again, that's one you're never going to find here in the U.S., ever. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think we've ever you're never had their see products this. before. Um, and this is, and it's 0.37. This is the 37th barrel that the society has bought from them. So it's a very interesting concept. But it's you know, this whiskey, is it's white pepper, it's pastry notes, it's flowers, and it's got a really on the palate. It's just got it's it, it's got a really nice uh, herbal note to it, 
you know, a, a lovely whiskey, you know, and at 10 years drinking, you know, well above its age. So we're going to rate the uh, Scotch Mall Whiskey Society cast 6.37 with an unbattered edge, uh, a very solid three sips. So let's move on to our next one from the Society. So this is the Scotch Mall Whiskey Society cast number 66.165. Uh, mesmerizing and entertaining. They always have a really interesting name. Um, this is 60% ABV, 120 proof. This is 12-year-old, Highland region. This is uh, ex-refill or refill ex-bourbon hogshead. Uh, 230 bottles out of this particular one. That's something else that you'll get out of the society. You get more information on the labels from the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society than anybody on earth i mean the only person i know that puts this much information on is john glazer and compass box and half the time he gets in trouble for it god bless him (laughs) so i mean literally all this you know it it, the distilled on date july 23rd 2007 find me somebody who actually gets that specific on their labeling so if you're a real whiskey geek and you really want to learn about you know about whiskey society's society's a good place to start let me tell you um this one on the nose has got a lovely, just a sweet, like sweet, sweet oatmeal porridge on the nose. It's a little bit proofy, but it's not, it doesn't overpower It's not burning, even though it's 60%. Mm. And on the palate, again, um, like sweet porridge. I get just a little bit of a citrus hint on the front palate. On the back palate, I get a little bit more of a, like a blackstrap molasses, sort of a, a dark sweetness to it. Got a lovely malt note. It's very, very mouth-coating. Um, got, a, I'd say, a medium to medium-long finish. Lovely bottle. What would you guys think? This is again is interesting to me because when on the nose, it's more of what I expect from a Scotch versus the last one. Oh yeah, uh, you oh, know yeah. this is more like you know the typical Scotch kind of nose yeah, absolutely, that you have, 100%. and and it's got that one little uh, that one little off putting note to it. And I don't know if it's like that medicinal note that it is that, that that I don't really like in Scotch that just kind of turns me off a little bit, but. And the same time, it's not it, it's not overpowering where it doesn't where it's not going to turn me off completely. Where it's just it's just like that's just like one small note of the whole thing, and I do get some of those other flavor notes that that coating across your mouth. It's very nice. I I really yeah. enjoy it. It's got a and, nice like a minerally finish to it. Yeah, that's the that's the, exactly it. There's no tingling yeah. of this one or anything like that. This has got some more of those. Uh, you know, a little bit of a, tro- a couple tropical fruits to it. Um, the uh, it's very pleasant. You know, there's no smokiness to it. There's no peatiness to it or anything like that. Yeah, of yeah. other scotches that you might that you might have. You know, this is from the Highlands, um, and it's uh, it's like all this. And if you're interested, sixty six is the Ardmore Distillery. So uh, again, another one you don't see a lot of. So right. What do you, you think, Maury? So I was struck by the really light yellow, pale yellow color. Um, in contrast to the palette, which is much bigger and broader. Yeah. So, again, you can't drink color, but this one, uh, like the other one, but even more so, very, very light in color, but nonetheless full-bodied, mm. big on the palate. Um, 
I thought it was a really nice whiskey. It's very well made. I, I thought there was just a hint of barrel char on the end, on the exhale. I get just something that just resembles a, a, just a little smoke, bit of yeah. wispy smoke and barrel char. What did you think, Joe? I liked it. I thought it was a very bold spirit, but um, it definitely held its own. It wasn't overpowering any one aspect. I got just a touch of that iodine smoke on the end of it. Um, yeah, I think that's what Maury's talking about, the barrel char. It's not really iodine, but yeah. well, we're going to rate the uh, cast 66, 165, four sips. That's classified. Hey, and we're back. Uh, we just finished talking about cast 66, 165 from the Scotch Mall Whiskey Society called Mesmerizing and Entertaining. It mesmerized me because I wanted to keep going back to it. I'm, you're I drinking was, scotch. I'm impressed by I it. I was entertained, <laughs> especially by Brent doing a jig with no pants. Well, he, <laughs> he doesn't own pants. Well, like I said, I was entertained. Well, of course you're entertained. I mean, you know, he's entertaining. I'm an entertaining guy. But we gave that a well-deserved four sips. So we're going to move on to our next producer. So let me tell you a little bit about the folks from the Last Drop Distillers. They were founded by James Espy, Tom Jago, and Peter Fleck. These are three men with over 100 years combined experience in the whiskey industry. James worked in the development of many major brands, such as uh, J&B, Johnny Walker, and Chivas. Uh, Tom was responsible for several brands himself, uh, such as Johnny Walker Blue. And he was also the main man behind the development of Bailey's Irish Cream Liqueur. And let me tell you, uh, there's some articles floating around how that very simple, take it for granted thing, how that actually came out. Let me tell you, it is a fascinating read. And you don't think much about it, but I think I, I think I read the billionth bottle was was sold either this year or last year. Wow. Yeah, it's it it's. I mean, it 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 took a lot of you know what's and a lot of work for them to sell that concept and get it to go. So I mean, you know, hats off to them. Uh, Peter spent his life in the drinks trade in his home country of South Africa. He was responsible for brands such as Smirnoff Vodka and J&B Rare Scotch and Chivas as well down there. Uh, rather than retiring, these gentlemen decided to turn their attention to doing something a little bit different and created one last unique brand, the Last Drop Distillers. The Last Drop was established to seek out hidden parcels of old whiskeys and liqueurs and to bring them to the true connoisseurs. The company was acquired by Sazerac Corporation in 2016. Um, a couple years ago, we were up for the Bourbon Classic and on a press tour at Buffalo Trace, and we were fortunate enough to be allowed into their, I think it's Warehouse X, I think it is, um, which is their last drop distiller's warehouse. And they have uh, quite a few casks in there of last drop whiskey. Um, it's refrigerated to slow down the aging process to keep it from overaging because some of this stuff is insanely old. And you go in, it's a giant vault-looking door <laughs> with coats hanging out front. And 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 let me tell you, it was that was that was one of the cooler things I've done. Now you, you felt very privileged to to go in there. They actually make you sign the register, you know, to show that you've been there and everything. Very very neat experience. Um, so our next whiskey, which we are again thrilled to have the ones that they were kind enough to send us is from the last drop distillers it is a 1970 glen rothies it is cast number 10586 it's 45.3 percent abv 90.6 proof 
So on the 6th of December in 1970 at the Rana and Rothy's Distillery, three neighboring casks were filled with new spirit. They were then left undisturbed to mature for 50 years before the last drop distillers bottled them in January of 2020. This cask yielded for everyone on planet Earth 103 bottles. That's it. You don't get any more. It's so rare that when, like all of theirs, when you buy a bottle, it usually comes in a beautiful box with a smaller, I think, a 50 ml sample bottle next to it. Because some of these people collect these because they're so expensive and so rare, they they never open them, which is a crying shame. So they actually include a a little one. So at least you'll open that one, and then maybe that'll encourage you to open the the big one. Um, Again, this one, the color on it, just a pale harvest gold. Um, the nose, it's just, it's like walking into Willy Wonka's factory. It's, it's just a giant candy shop. That's what I put in the candy store. This is the candy store. It's just, I mean, everything in the candy store all at once, you just walk in and it just hits you right in the face like a frying pan. It's just sweet and flowers and candy and, and Candy floss, candy, uh, cotton candy, I mean, just everything all at once. And and just absolutely fabulous. It's a little bit of citrus in there, a little bit of lemon, um, a little bit of Meyer lemon, um, a little bit of tangerine. Just a really fascinatingly amazing nose. And on the palate, let's see. Mmm. On the palate again, sweet malt, citrus notes, a lot of citrus on this for me. Not overpowering, but I'm getting tangerines, I'm getting lemons, I'm you know just just that whole underlying citrus. It's like it's like drinking a bright sunshiny morning. I mean, it's lovely. It's it's absolutely lovely. That's the only way I can describe it. What do you think, Brent? Well, I can tell you this. I can describe it any way I want because practically no readers going no listeners going to be able to taste it. Absolutely. You know, so I can say I can almost make something up on this, you know. Well, go ahead and make something up then. What the heck? No, I'm not. It's, <laughs> really, it's like angels of tears. Yeah. It's uh, this is uh, this is this is great because it's a nice it's like you said the candy shop the the it's got the nice fruity notes to it um, a little bit of it's got a little bit of lemon a little bit of citrus like a like a like a lemon a grapefruit kind of feel to mm-hmm. it um, and it's beautiful this is you know it's it's a shame that there's so few of these yeah and yeah, I wish there was a boat of this because I'd I'd probably buy a pallet and take it home. Right. I mean, but there's a reason. So there's the last yeah. drop of the story. It's like you know they've created something unique here. I mean, they've really created something special. And um, so many you know there's what probably going to be a hundred bottles of this fifty years from now because the people are only going to drink their little their small little bottles. See, that's and why keep I think this they're one. smart. They put they, when they put the little sample bottle in. Yeah, you'll open that. Yeah. You know, and then and once you taste it. it, then you go. Oh, I think okay. I want to. I think I, I wanna, think I'm going to open the big one. I think now. I want to yeah. open the big yeah. one now. You know, yeah. and 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 I think that's I think that's their plan, and I think it's brilliant, and I think it works because I have I've seen quite a few of these out there that you know with pictures of folks, and and most of them I've seen are open. So, and that's what it's meant. I mean. All of this is meant to be enjoyed. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. like, uh, you know, as, as much as people want to keep this stuff on a shelf, I always say, 
listen, open it and enjoy it and yeah. and live with the memory. Because your kids are going to drink it when you're dead, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody somebody that doesn't appreciate it is going to get this bottle and drink it. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and drink it now? What do you think, Lori? Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was liquid sunshine in a glass. I thought it was uh, really special, really unique. Uh, think about all the things that have happened in the last 51 years since this was distilled. It was great when we opened it, and it's just gotten so much better. I wish I could say hour. I had some left. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's, it's, it was such a small done. sample yeah. that uh, and, it was and, difficult. And, and we get it. It's a, it's bloody expensive. Thank you for the samples we got. They are they're very, very small, but we're thrilled to have what we got um i think the name's a little bit of a misnomer i mean their last drop for sure they're not distilling anything they're basically sourcing these uh the unique drop. little uh, the last it's the last drop from the distiller sorry yeah, yeah. so uh I, I again i thought it was excellent it was a privilege to try it um if you find it if you happen to see it stumble across it by all means try it you'll never try anything quite like it yeah justin this was really special. Um, the nose is really complex. I got like amazing fruit flavor. Just because you rode the short bus doesn't mean this whiskey belongs on the short bus. Well, that's true. But I, I'm glad it was with me on the short bus so I could enjoy it. I got, like bloodied oranges, malt, tangerines, brown sugar. On the palate, the f is when I first tasted this spirit, I tasted absolutely nothing for what was like a half a second or a second. Then all the flavor rushes in. Pears, fruits, light cedar, bubble gum. And you could just kind of surmise that over the 50 years, this was um, being produced, that there was not a lot of temper variation in it. I don't think there was a lot of cold drawing it out or heat putting you know, it in. In Scotland, there's not a lot of variation in Scotland. Yeah. So. Well, we're going to be rating this fantastic Glenrothy's 1970, a well-deserved four sips. That's classified. So we're going to have Brent tell us about the next one. So take it away. Thanks, Bob. Our next product is the Last Stop, Last Drop Buffalo Trace 1980. This is 45% ABV or 90 proof, and there were 200 bo 240 bottles produced. So the 1980 bourbon whiskey was distilled in 1980 at what was then George T. Stagg Distillery, now known as Buffalo Trace Distillery. In 1992, Sazerac Company purchased the distillery in Frankfort, Kentucky, buying the whole site lock, stock, and literally barrel barrels. You know, so quietly hiding away in one of the Buffalo Traces warehouses, a few barrels rested until a complete inventory was taken place in 1998, at which point the barrels were 18 years old. For two years, the barrels remained in place until at 20 years old, they were vatted into stainless steel to halt the aging effects of the barrel on the whiskey. That's just the aging effects of the barrel. So then after another 20 years in stainless Sazerac and the last drop believe the 40 years total maturation has produced one of the finest bourbons ever made. So, yeah, so the color, um, color me gone is what the color is because it's gone after having this, you know. The, the nose, it's a beautiful, beautiful, typical with the vanillas, the car, the the caramels, the, get a little bit of leather, and you get a little bit of just a just a tad spice to it, and on the palate, it's it's just excellent. You get some dark chocolate, you get some almond, you get some leather, you get a little bit of uh, you get that caramel, you get the oak vanilla, um, and 
It's great. The one thing you don't get on this, which I was expecting of an older bourbon, was that old funk that you you know that you get from some of these older ones and stuff. So, okay, so this, uh, so it's just a beautifully made, um, beautifully made bourbon, and uh, I can see why it's the last drop because I have enjoyed the last drop. Ori? I didn't get an opportunity to That's try right. this one. Yeah. It was just me and yeah. you. So, um, dark chocolate. Almond, leather, caramel, and a, at the on the end of the palate, like a slaty earthiness. So, absolutely amazing. A privilege to try it. Fantastic whiskey. Solid five sips. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So, moving on yeah. to our next one from yeah. last stop, we got Maury. Thank you, Bob. So, the next product is the Last Drop 1976 Overproof Jamaican Me Rum Mon. 67.9% ABV or 135.8 proof, 183 bottles were produced. The 1976 overproof, very old Jamaican rum is the last drop's first rum release. Starting life in the south of the island of Jamaica, this rum journeyed from its home in the Caribbean across the Atlantic Ocean before landing in the famed port of Liverpool, home of some of the oldest rum and tobacco warehouses in the UK. Distilled from pure sugar cane in 1976 and put into ex-bourbon barrels to begin its long maturation, this rum spent its formative years at home in Jamaica before it was loaded onto a ship for Liverpool, where it remained until discovered by the last drop team. So this whiskey, or whiskey, this rum is uh, is beautiful. It's got a beautiful mahogany, dark, coppery color. Um it's got an amazing nose. You definitely get blackstrap molasses. You get the the burnt sugar notes that you would that are characteristic of a rum. And then on the palate, it's just blackstrap molasses without the sweetness. The sweetness is definitely gone. Um, it's a very complex, very unique spirit, one that I've never really tasted before. And one I think you're unlikely to taste again is very dry. In fact, it's drier than almost all uh, commercially available rums today, but definitely has layers of complexity and spice. And as I said, the, the blackstrap molasses without the sweetness and uh, has a medium, medium finish. What do you think of it, Bob? It was, it was the most interesting rum I've ever tried. It, again, it, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a study in what happens with an overproof and overage rum. Um, Absolutely fantastic. Again, molasses, old funk, but not sweet. Very, very dry. Fantastic. So we're going to be rating the last drop, 1976, overproof Jamaican rum. A well-deserved four sips. That's classified. So we're going to have Justin tell us about our last one from the folks at Last Drop. So take it away. This one is Last Drop 1959, Vintage Grand Champagne Cognac. It's 40... 0.8% alcohol by volume or 81.6 proof. Only 21 bottles made. Ouch. Very, very wow. last drop. Well, 21 left, not made. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, the spirit is over 60 years old and um, it's truly amazing. I got uh, ripe oranges, honey, and a pignon note. Like those little bricks of wood from New Mexico they give you in the adobes on the palate. Bananas, fruits, and uh, there were some dry notes. 
little taste of lavender and banana banana peel on it. And the f- finish was very subtle, and it wasn't super sweet, kind of like unsweetened plantains, and it was a nice long finish. Probably the best cognac I've ever had. What did you think, Bob? It, like you said, bananas, bananas, bananas. Um, f- lovely fruit. Uh, just a, uh, this this just wispy ethereal sort of floral note to it um again a fantastic whiskey uh, a privilege to try something whenever i try anything of this age it's always a privilege to try it especially when you know there's only so many left um but a fantastic cognac all around um you know what what more can you say i mean it was delicious uh you know five sips oh my uh, god yeah. Yeah. We're sorry we weren't able to go into more detail on some of these, but we had very small samples. So, well, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode and you catch all of our episodes where you found this one, as well as on terrestrial and satellite radio and online at iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, CBS Radio, Radio.com, and pretty much any place you can listen to a podcast. The easiest way to find this show on your phone is to ask Alexa, Siri, or Google to play podcast Sip, Sud, Smokes. We love your feedback. You can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes float on Twitter every day at Sip, Suds, and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You can also check us out on Instagram at Sip, Suds, and Smokes or at Made Man Bob. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode. If you're listening to us online, it's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. I want to thank our co-host for joining us today. Thank you, Brent. This has been a pleasure. You know, I'm not a Scotch guy, but it's still a pleasure. If you go, you can't go wrong with us. Oh, you can't go wrong with anything today. And thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob. I'm tickled by Brent's open-mindedness for the Scotch. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Justin. Thank you so much, Bob, and to all of you. Champagne and caviar wishes from the other side. Well, this is uh, Made Man Bob for Sip, Says, and Smokes. We thank you for joining us. Remember, life is too short to drink bad whiskey. And that wasn't a problem today. today. (laughs) Bad whiskey? Where's the bad whiskey? What's that? (laughs) This is the last drop of uh, good whiskey, I think, maybe. Uh, Great whiskey. Yeah. There are no droplets left. No droplets left. Yeah, it's... uh, Again, it's uh, it's a privilege to get to try some of these. I mean, you know, there's there's some fantastic stuff here, especially some of the last drop ones. Yeah, an extra special thank you to the last drop uh, folks uh, for supplying these samples. We know how rare and incredibly scarce these are, and we're thrilled to have gotten to enjoy them. Thank you, Rebecca. been a one tan hand production of sip suds and smokes a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life from the dude in the basement studios your host the good old boys will see you all next time